I believe life would be so much better if I didn't have all of these freaking memories that keep flooding through my head. I mean, can somebody turn the switch off? Can I get a reboot on yesterday, tomorrow, the day before, and for the life of me? Can people stop patting me on my back, hugging me when they see me, and saying, oh, are you okay? My condolences. I was fine a minute ago. But now I'm about to cry. Yeah. Let's talk about this. This whole process and how unfun it is. And this is a walking podcast, by the way. So, yeah. Let's talk, guys. I need a moment to decompress. See you on a little bit on the other side. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the episode of Synergy. Let's return the outcomes into positive energy. All right. So, I don't know how many days it's been. I've lost track. But I think it's been a week. I don't, I don't know the dynamics of... I don't know. But anywho, so, anyway. Hey, y'all. And uh, welcome back to another episode of Synergy, the place where we turn negative outcomes, you know, into positive energy. And I think I've already said that already. But good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Or good night if you're going to bed and happy to listen to this podcast. So um, as you guys know, guys know that recently lost my dad. Even though he's my stepdad, but he's still a dad. He's a father to me, the only father. Not the only father that I know, but he was more of a father to me than my actual father was. My mom married him when I was eight years old. And so I'm 39 now. And uh, I'm going to try to get to this podcast without breaking down. But I'm going to the store to give me some chocolate. All right? <laughs> Trying to get through some doctoral stuff and at the same time kind of decompress too. But can we talk for a moment? Y'all don't mind me just talking for a moment. I know y'all just come over here to hear what I got to say, but um, <laughs> I really need to talk. I need a friend right now. And uh, because as grateful as I am when um, when you're grieving, I'm learning that this process is not easy, it's not comfortable, and it's not fun. And I know you're going to have people that are A, nosy, B, curious as all get out, C, unconcerned, but just want to know, D, this going to be too passionate, out of control, touchy-feely, listen, I'm not only an introvert, 
But I'm also a touchy feel. I'm not a touchy feel person. Like, don't put your hands on me. I'm not a germaphobe, but when people touch me, I feel uncomfortable. Like, if I don't invite your hands on me, I feel really, really uncomfortable. Don't just invite yourself to me and invite yourself to my body. Don't do that. No, don't. Mm-mm. I have to be open for that. Don't just be walking out to me talking, oh, hey, how you doing? And putting your hand. No. <laughs> You're not permission to do that. So, I understand that uh, it's proper for people to see you in the store, be at the post office, or see you around town and come run up to you and give you a hug and be like, hey, you know, I don't want to go do this. It, when people come up to you, they want to hug you and pat you on the back and, uh, and, um, I'll give you a moment. Who's All right. And they want to pat you on the back and they come up to you and they say, I'm so sorry for your loss. My condolences. My prayers are with you. My thoughts are with you. And, you know, you hear all of these wonderful things. And I know it all means good and it's meant for a good reason. But it doesn't help me heal. Because every time someone does that to me, it takes me all the way back. It takes me all the way back to that hospital room. It takes me back over and over again to the funeral home, picking out the casket. It takes me all the way back to the wait to making sure the body was presentable to God. Making sure the, the, the body was presentable to the public, my mother and my brother. It took me all the way back. And it keeps taking me over and over again. Let me, I'm going to say this. From the time we went through winter in the cold season here in Florida, in my area in Florida, the central Florida area, where it gets really cold. And till now, I've been, you know, kind of living in there with them and in in the house with them and left out of my area um, to come in there with them. And, and so I became accustomed to the three of us again. It was the three of us and a dog in the house until the house was destroyed. It was every day at the hotel when we were displaced it was three of us in the rv until you know we were just in this place and today i woke up and i was actually i was laying there in the bed you know and i i looked for the usual, you know, the usual call. It's normally 
Virgil could run to the store for, if you go to the store, could you stop by and give me some candy? Give me the candy that I like and get me, um, you know, get off to ask my mom, what's that candy I eat? Um, fireballs. He wanted fireballs and he wanted the cookies. The peanut butter cookies, and it wasn't really peanut butter cookies, they were the sweet cookies. And I would always fuss because sugar was always high, and I always said, You know, you don't, you're not supposed to have that. It's too sweet. And he knew he couldn't get around me, so he'll say, Just give me some peanut butter cookies then. And then he would always ask me for fruit, bring me back some bananas and some apples. And some oranges or some grapes. But I, um, I laid there this this afternoon because it was raining and it was pouring out rain. So I just laid around until the rain ceased. And so there's a car getting ready to come, y'all. So so you be prepared for the little noise coming back around. But um, I was laying there in the room and um, I looked for him to call my name and I looked I sat up and I said he didn't ask you know candy or nothing you know get ready to go grocery shopping tomorrow he didn't ask for nothing and, and um, I looked and there was no sapling my mind flashed and when it flashed tears swelled, began to swell up in my eyes and I went and opened up my little jar and chewed me two gummies and next thing I know I was out of there. I was asleep. My head was on my pillow just as good as gone. But true confession sometimes you need to talk to somebody just share some things. This stage of grief, y'all, is it's a it's a wild, unbroken Mustang that I'm riding. When I tell you these emotions are coming, like I don't know. I went through the stages of anger. I went through the emotions of regret, the whys, and I said everything adds up to making you just like okay, well. It was, you know, his decision. And I convinced myself, I tried to convince myself every day. He was tired. He keeps saying over again, he was tired. He was tired. He was tired. You know, just trying to make myself understand that this decision had nothing to do with, you know, a sickness taking him out. This was something that just was, it was just time. And he just simply ran out of time and, and, um, I find it difficult to actually, you know, stay in the house with my mom. And sometimes I will just fall asleep on my office floor, just lay there on my office floor because because it's too hard to be in it. You know, for eight years, I've watched this man's health just kind of just melt away like butter in the sun. 
then I'm realizing that it's really hard. It's really, really hard. I wouldn't say front and lie. It's really hard because one of the things that I, I definitely thought, <laughs> and I say this, um, and I said it today, and I was telling somebody, I said, I thought it would be easy because I was there, because I was a help, because I was a caregiver. I was there when he would fall on the ground and he needed somebody to help him up when his legs were too weak to stand. And, whew. When he couldn't stand and when he when he tried to ride his bicycle and I rode with him to make sure he was okay and he tried to leave me but I caught up with him and I was riding um, riding with him and he fell and he couldn't get up and then when every time he tried to get up his legs just gave out again and I told him I said you know maybe you should push it and not try to ride it. The neighbors would call on the phone and say, hey, Mr. Henry is walking and he's staggering and he's falling. I was scared. I said, he'll be okay. But deep down inside, I was scared. He was gonna pass outside that road, y'all. Oh my God. Didn't tell my mom, but I was petrified that this man was gonna fall beside the road and nobody would see. And either he would get hit by a car or he would pass out trying to cross the road because he wasn't fast anymore. I just cannot, I can't wrap my mind around this. This is unfathomable. Mm-mm. And I know that that's the stage of, of, of when the stage of grief is denial. I ain't gonna lie and say I ain't living in it because I am. I just cannot believe it. It's like I'm living in a dream. Sometimes I wish somebody come and tell me, say, it's going to be okay. You know, it's going to be all right. He ran down the road. He coming in a minute. I remember I was driving to the store the other day, and, and I was at the stop sign, and I seen his cousin who had, he had been around for so many, so long. They would hang together and sit together all the time. And I looked up, and I seen his cousin. Man, when I tell you they looking like the only thing is he was taller than his cousin. His cousin was shorter. His cousin was shorter. But you look up and be like, oh my God, is that him? You look for him. I remember that I would go to the post office and he'll be in the parking lot of the post office. And then my brother would find him at the post office with the window down. He's passed out of the car. 
she was declining, I wouldn't have, even now, I wouldn't have wanted him to remain and suffer. You know, he had got to a stage where he couldn't walk. He had to use a walker. First, he was walking and falling. Then he had to use a cane. And then he was falling with the cane. He would get up in the morning and try not to use the cane and trying to be a sport. But he would fall over everything. Oh, my God. Tell him my mama one morning. Another car guy. But I think for the most part that I'm going to be okay because I did what was right. I did what was right. Sure, I'm going to be empty and, and, and fill the void for a long time. But I know I did what was right. And I want you guys to know that if you're a caregiver for a family member or family members, understand this what I tell you. I know your passion. I know your hurt. I know your frustration. I know that sometimes you may want to latch out and and retaliate. I know sometimes you want to say something to either your cousins or other family members that, that should be helping. But listen to me. Listen to me when I say this to you. You do what's right. Forget about what everybody else ain't doing. You do what's right. You make sure that they have the best quality of life that anyone could ever have. You give them the best support. You take them where they need to go. I don't care if they have children. You take them to their doctor's appointment. You take them to the grocery store. I don't care if they want to go sit on the fish creek and go to sleep. You take them. And you spend time with them. You let them know you love them. Even if their kids aren't there, you let them know you love them. Let them know that you care. You're going to get frustrated. Another car, guy. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get aggravated. You're going to get mad. But you got to understand that you to keep treating them right. Treat them right. Love on them right. Cater to them right. Because you are all they have. You're the only strong thing they got. I'm going to leave you guys with this. The Bible calls them old because they know the ways. Because we're strong, young because we're strong. If you're young, 
you're somebody's strength. And if you're old, you're somebody's wisdom. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging with me. Thank you for rocking with me. And share my podcast. And thanks again. Um, I want to say good night, good morning to wherever you are in the world. And thanks for listening to another episode of Synergy. It's basically turn negative outcomes into positive energy. I'll catch you guys next week.